Ollie A, not Ollie B, not Ollie C, not Ollie D, not Ollie E, not Ollie F, but Ollie G. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Bulky Blue Podcast. This is the Sevilla Nil Chelsea 4 review. Or as I should actually title it, Sevilla Nil Olivier Giroud 4. Firstly, before I get into the review, I'm going to go over the scores that I predicted for the previous, that the other Champions League games. So, firstly, I predicted with Bayern versus Atletico, I predicted that Bayern would win 3 1. It ended 1 all. I predicted City would win 3 1 in their match, it finished 0 0. I predicted Liverpool would win 2 0, and it finished 1 0. I predicted I predicted Wren would win against Krasnodar. Turns out Krasnodar won 1-0 last night. And I predicted that PSG would win 2-0. And they beat Manchester United 3-1. Which leaves Wren out. Means Krasnodar are in Europa League on head-to-head. Regardless of what happens next week. Um, in PSG's like that PSG Man United group Man United can go out into Europa League PSG can go out into Europa League <laughs> Leipzig can go out in Europa League it's such a tight group United play Leipzig and PSG have got uh, Istanbul uh, by, uh, I don't know how you pronounce the second one but the top three in that group are all on nine points so week week six of the Champions League is looking very intriguing. It really is. Um, I, for one, can't wait. However, because of our result yesterday, winning 4-0 in Sevilla, we topped the group. We have topped Group E with one match to spare. Now, if we lose next week to Krasnodar... Like just to explain how we've topped the group. If we lose next week to Krasnodar and Wren win next week against Wren, well, well, us and Wren will be tied. Uh, us and Sevilla, sorry, will be tied on points. However, we would be top because we beat them in the head-to-head, basically. Because that's how Champions League works. However... I don't I don't see us losing to Krasnodar next week. If we do, I'll be shocked basically. Um But that's that's for next week. Moving straight into the review for Sevilla nil Giroud four. Starting eleven, we had Mendy in goal. We made nine changes actually between t- the Tottenham game and last night. So we had Mendy in goal. A completely new back four with Aspilicueta, right back, Rudiger and Christensen as our centre-backs, and Emerson at left-back. Our midfield, I don't know if it was a... I don't know if we played a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-3-3. So, I'll say it as a 4-2-3-1. We had Jorginho and Kova in what looked like a pivot. We had Hudson-Odoi, Kai Havertz and Christian Pulisic behind... Oli G. And 
we started quite quickly. Um, we had Kai with a cross that the goalkeeper had to save because it was just it was a miss hit cross or it looked like a miss hit cross anyway. Goalkeeper had to save it, but in in the eighth minute we we broke forward. Kai Havertz assisting Olivier Giroud left foot bend it around the goalkeeper and we went one nil up and it seemed to seemed to me that Giroud was proving a point which it makes sense given what happened following that but I'll get into that more in a little bit but with substitutions in the 67th, we made a triple sub. We had Kante, Mount and Ziyech come on for Kovacic, Kai Havertz and Christian Pulisic. And in the 85th minute, we had another job, double substitution. We had Jorginho come off, Giroud come off, Billy Gilmore came on back from injury and we gave Timo Werner a run out for the last five minutes. Now, moving into some stats... Sevilla had 17 shots to R14. They had three on target, but we had seven on target. We had seven corners. They had three. One offside apiece, four yellow cards apiece. And they had, surprisingly, more possession with 55%. We had 45%. Obviously, the talking point for the whole match... is going to be Olivier Giroud. Um, if I was to do my man of the match or player ratings, he's a 10. If I could give higher than a 10 out of 10, I would. Um, it was it was just a perfect game. Left foot, right foot, header, penalty. He got the perfect quad of goals, basically. The only one that was missing would be if he got a fifth and it was a free kick. <laughs> but if your striker gets you two goals in a match and it and it it's in a vital win, you can't ask much more than that. But when when he's getting four, people people don't understand just how special that is. The last player to score four in one match for Chelsea was Frank Lampard himself. In 2010. Against Aston Villa. Which I think was under Carlo Ancelotti. And if I'm not mistaken. We won that game 7-1. The Lampard one. The last time we had a player. Score a hat-trick. In the Champions League for us. Was Didier Drogba. In 2006. 14 years ago. It, he's the oldest player to score a ha, uh, to score four, sorry, not a hat-trick, score four in one match. The old is the oldest player to score four goals in a match in the Champions League. I think it was since Puskas did it. Pushkas, Pushkas, the guy, the 
the goal award is named after. And when he did it back in, like, decades ago, I can't remember the exact year. But it's it's a special occasion when a player scores four in one match for you. And the fact that it was Olivier Giroud who... We need to keep him. It's as simple as that. If we get rid of him, we're we're idiots. Because whoever we sell him to, whether it whether it is Tottenham, because that's one that's thrown around, whether it's West Ham, they're another one who's rumoured. Um no matter who it is, if we lose out if we lose Olivier Giroud We're idiots. It's as simple as that. Alright, we've got Tammy. We've got Timo. But Giroud offers something... It's hard to describe. It's just something different, but so unique. That a lot of big players love playing with him. Hazard preferred playing with Giroud more than any other striker, I think. Or over Murat and Batshuayi, definitely. You look at how he links up with, like, so yesterday, how he linked with Kai Havertz, Hudson-Odoi, Pulisic, even Jorginho, Kovacic, Kante, Mount, Ziyech, when they came on, linked up with all of them. He's like that, he's like a central pin, and you've got strings strings coming off of him. It's, It's amazing. Um... I'm actually going to do some player ratings. I haven't done them in a while. But we'll do go for Mendy. He made a superb save uh, yesterday. Uh, at least one that I can think of off the top of my head. And he had a completely new backline in front of him, which could have made him nervous. Sevilla are a difficult team. There's not... Not beat around the bush. They are a very difficult team to beat. And especially to keep out from scoring. And the fact that he kept yet another clean sheet. It's his ninth clean sheet in 12 matches. As is Blue. He's conceded one against Tottenham in his first match. Then he conceded against Sheffield. And against Wren. Conceded three goals in 12 matches. He hasn't conceded more than one in a game yet. And ultimately, long may it continue. We, he, I think, was one of the big reasons why our back four did quite well yesterday. Organising, shouting at them, telling them where to be, when to be, if to be. So I'll, I'll, give, him a, I'll give him an 8 out of 10. Aspie, he just had an Aspie performance, basically, seven. Um, he's he's Mister Consistent for a reason. We call him, we call him Mister Consistent because he is just so reliable. Whenever you call upon him, whether he's in the team or out the team, he hardly ever gets injured. He's always available. It's. And the, the one thing that I love about Aspilicueta 
is his... Well, actually, it's the second thing, because what I love initially is that he bleeds blue. You can see how much he loves the club, but I think that leads into my next point where he's so supportive of his team and his teammates. You look at when Reese James is playing and Ashby isn't the first one you see congratulating him is Aspie. He's such a model professional. We've got so many model professionals, actually. Giroud is another one, hardly playing at all, but he never kicks up a fuss. Right, he, went a, he went a bit public saying he wants more game time, which is fair enough. He wants to be in the Euros. He wants to be in that France squad. And given France's squad depth, you can understand it to a degree. Um, but the, well, the statement he made tonight, Giroud, this is the. It's going to be very hard for Deschamps to leave him out, but as for Aspie, as I said, I, I can't say much more about him because I'll just be repeating myself every time. He is brilliant. He. I'm going to move on to Rudiger. Because he had a good game. I'd like to know how many blocks, actually, that he did. Because he had a lot. He threw, he threw himself in front of a lot yesterday. Um, a hell of a lot, actually. But, again, it's one of those where... If we can rely... On players like Rudiger coming in and performing when we need them to. It'll make December a whole lot easier because of the amount of games that we've got coming thick and fast. And we've got Leeds at the weekend, which means we'll have Silver and Zuma. We've got Krasnodar next week in what is essentially a dead rubber because we're already top. Um... So Rudiger could play again next week and get more game time under his belt. And ultimately, I think that will happen. But he he's he's definitely helped his case in terms of knowing what we we know he can perform up to. Um, I'll give him an a seven. Point five, seven point five. Christensen didn't really light the world on fire. He just did what he had to. Six. Emerson. Mm, some of his deliveries were really on point today, and he he played quite well again. I don't I don't think there was a real poor performance in there yesterday we had a couple of dodgy decisions which I'll get to in a minute but in terms of a bad game no one had one so I'm going to give Emerson a 7 Jorginho under the radar again I'll give him a 6 
Kovacic. Hmm. He got an assist. Played really well. Eight eight point five. I think behind um behind Giroud, I think he was our best player. Eight point five, maybe even pushing to a nine out of ten for me. Um I'll give him a nine. I'll give him a nine. Hudson Adoy. Again, he he was making runs. And he just wasn't being found. And that's not his fault. For me, because of the fact he made the runs, he made space for other players to exploit the the, the space. 7.5. Kai, I'm going to give an 8-2, just straight up, because he was... Just, he, he looked back, basically. It was just nice to have him back on the pitch and doing his stuff. And he got an assist again. Um, he didn't get a goal. But he was one of those at the heart of everything again. And... Again, it's just one of those where you can't fault him. Pulisic, what I will say, right, is he is he is being absolutely bashed on Twitter right now because he had such a quote dreadful performance against Sevilla. Let me get thing. Let me get one thing clear right now. He didn't have a dreadful performance. He's just come back from injury. That's one point. Second, he actually... All right, he might have chose the wrong pass at the end. Or he might have took the shot and completely fluffed his lines. Or won us a few corners. Point is, he got into those positions by making them plays himself I'm going to give him an 8 it Pulisic is one of those where all right he wasn't it wasn't his best game his decision making could have been a lot more on point we've seen just how good his decision making can be, but to say to, to, for a lot of people on Twitter to say he had a dreadful game, they can't have been watching the same that I am, the say the same one that I am, because they'd actually realised just how good he was yesterday. When it. When it boils down to it, Pulisic is going to be a very instrumental figure for us this season. Whether he's scoring, assisting, dragging defenders away, making runs, whatever it is, he's going to be vital. He played half a season last year and he he got in double figures for both goals and assists. Now, 
imagine all right, he's had a few little irritating injuries and annoying injuries that keep popping up a couple weeks here, a couple weeks there. Granted, we had an international break in between as well. But when all said and done, I'm not pissed at him. And many, many people ain't pissed at him. They understand he's just come back from injury. He's going to be rusty. I wouldn't play him for Leeds, against Leeds. Not 90 anyway, not starting. However, Krasnodar would be the perfect time for him to get minutes into his legs and to get that confidence and goals and whatnot. I'd probably bring him on against Leeds when the likes of Luke Ayling is tired and Pulisic can exploit that. Um, but yeah, as I say, I'm going to give him an eight because because I think he actually played quite well. Um, moving into substitutes, I'm not going to give Gilmore and Werner a rating because they just simply didn't play long enough. They played five minutes. Um, Kante, Mount and Ziyech. I'm going to give them all sixes minimum. I'll give Kante a seven though because he got an assist. Um, There was one moment actually where Ziyech got booked, I think it was for a tackle. The Sevilla player went to went to sort of like bitch and moan at him and Mount just came over and just shoved him straight out of his edge's face and I love it personally I love that because you see the team spirit you see the protectiveness that they're all there for each other it's it's, it's a wonderful thing to see same as when Giroud came off the be- uh, came off and Werner went on, the first man to congratulate him was Tammy. Now Tammy, after after last night, Tammy's probably lost his position for Saturday, but it, it just shows that team spirit first over. It's. Team team over self, basically. Put team first. And I, I really can't speak highly enough about it. But that is going to be the match review. And there is one final thing that I want to get on to. Right. And it was, it's two mini topics that sort of link into one. It's. It came to my attention this afternoon that Lampard was trending on Twitter. And a lot of it was, where are the haters? Because when we were having them dodgy results, Southampton, West Brom, we lost against Liverpool, fair enough, they're the champions, but... 
when we were having them bad results and even a nil-nil against Man United, they were all there going, get him out the door. We don't want him. They wanted him gone, to put it simply. And Firstly, I don't get why. <laughs> but second, the, the thing is, they're the, we're performing well, we're playing well, we're 15 unbeaten in a row, and they're nowhere to be seen. But the second we lose one match, that'll be it. They'll jump back on their high horse and come out of the woodwork and start with their hatred. And they're just stupidity. No no one's going to be perfect all the time. What we've got right now is a balance. And a team that's working well and that are tactically aware of what they're doing. We know how to defend. We know how to score. What we've got right now is working. And a big reason for that. In fact, a vital reason for that is Frank Lampard. No one gives him credit. Media don't give him credit. They'll soon sit there and praise Ollie, Gunnar Solskjaer and Mikel Arteta last season and whatnot. Yet they won't praise Lampard when he does something good. It is absolutely ridiculous. Last season, Solskjaer spent two hundred million to finish above us on goal difference, and that was deemed a good season. We've spent money this season, and all of a sudden, we have to be competing for the title. That's the media agenda. It's it's so bizarre the fact that he doesn't get recognised for the good that he's doing. Even in my own household, right? I'll discuss with my dad about Frank Lampard and the good that he does. And the first thing that gets mentioned is, oh, but he took you from third to fourth last season. So when Sari finished third and Lampard finished fourth in the league. All right. That would be a fair argument without context. When Sari was there, we had an absolutely on fire Eden Hazard. <laughs> we had, well, looking at last season, we lost. of our goal contributions from Sari season, which was Eden Hazard. We had a transfer ban as well. We had to bring in a load of kids and we had a manager who was in his second ever season as a manager. And yet, no one gave him credit for finishing fourth or for getting us to an FA Cup final. All that got mentioned was, he took you from third to fourth. 
the only ones that seemed to recognise the good that Lampard did was Chelsea fans. That's what it seemed like anyway. And when all when it's when it when it comes down to it, Lampard is one of the best ever midfielders that have ever played the game. And as a manager, he's he is performing. You can't say he isn't because he is. He got Chelsea out of what was a difficult group last season in the Champions League. We had Ajax, who the season before were semi-finalists. We had Valencia, who were always going to be tough. Then we make it out of the group. And we have Bayern Munich instantly. Who, to be fair, won the entire thing. You look at the cup runs we had. We lost to Man United in the in the Capital One Cup. Well, Carabao Cup, sorry. It's not called Capital One Cup anymore. We lost to Man United in that. In the FA Cup. Who do we play in that? Let's go through it. We played, in no particular order, we played Leicester. We played Liverpool. Man United. We played Arsenal. Now, say what you want about Arsenal. Against us, for some reason, they always seem to turn up. And we got through them. We beat them. Uh, We didn't beat Arsenal, sorry. But we got to the final with them. We beat Man United comfortably in the semi-final. We beat Liverpool comfortably in... Just before lockdown, we beat Leicester when we came back. Yet no one no one seems to sit there and recognise the good that he does. No one seems to recognise that he's the only ever manager to do the league double over Jose Mourinho. No one mentions that. Jose has been a manager for how long? And Lampard is the only manager to do the league double over him. No one mentions that. And why? Because he isn't your glamorous... He isn't a glamorous manager like your Pep Guardiola's and... Your Jurgen Klopp's and all that. It it blows my mind the... The way that Lampard does get treated by a lot of people. And the thing is, it's not even warranted. But it leads into my next point. With what he's doing with this Chelsea team this season. What can we achieve? Because I I believe we can go quite far in a lot of the competitions. I know we're out of the League Cup. Which was a penalty shootout. But in the FA Cup when it starts up in, in January. Which, speaking of, we drew Morecambe at home in the third round. Um, 
yeah, like how far can we go in that? How far can we actually go in the Champions League? <laughs> I mean, as it stands, we could end up playing Leipzig if they go through. Real Madrid. But then you look at some of the other groups. Or Real Madrid or Shakhtar, sorry. But you've got a few of the groups where... Like, we we won't be able to play Liverpool anyway. We won't be able to play Man City. But they're top of their groups. We've got big selection to go from we'll have like six six different teams we can play maybe even more depending on where Man United if Man United drop into Europa League then the only ones we won't be able to play would be Sevilla so I think we'd have choice of or not the choice but would have the draw available from seven other groups. Because Liverpool and Man City will be top. Or if Man, yeah, Man United top their group as well. If they manage to beat Leipzig next week. Um, I think... I think it just all... We'll have seven teams that we can be drawn against. And whether we whether we get an easy one, or I say easy, whether we get a, a favourable draw, or whether some form of miracle happens, we come up against Juventus and get knocked out by Cristiano Ronaldo, I don't know. But what I will say is how we're defending right now it's a different animal to what we saw last season and early parts of this season. We're defending completely different. And we're defending well. And we can do something special this year. Now, I'm not saying we'll sit there and win the damn thing. We won't. I don't think. Obviously, I hope we do. But I don't think we will win the Champions League. But we can go quite far. Quarterfinals minimum. I think we can get potentially even a semi-final. Which semi-final pushing up the league. Like closing the gap between the leaders. And a decent FA Cup run. I think would be deemed a successful season. And then next year we'll really kick on and start going from there and start going after the league and once we've got the final pieces that we need um, but as I said I think we can do something special I really do but that is where I'm going to leave it guys I'm going to bring a preview for Leeds versus Chelsea tomorrow so stay tuned for that one and until then I will see you later goodbye